Welcome to the Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio, and I'm here with my friend and co-author, Nancy Saxton Lopez. And we have the pleasure of having a guest with us today who we'll introduce in, in just a couple minutes. This is a program that we do live every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And today we are recording because we're going to use this program when we have a time when we're, one of us is not available. So we cannot have you send in messages while this program is playing because we're not really here doing this this one time. <laughs> this is a program that is based in the book that Nancy and I wrote. It's called The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups. Nancy led a pet loss group in New Jersey for more than 30 years, and she brought me into the leadership of that program for about 11 years. And so we took the information that we got from the people who were who were present and sharing, and we compiled that into a book because we knew that it would be helpful mm -hmm. if we could extend the reach beyond that group. And of course, this technology allows us to extend our reach even further. And we encourage you to get in touch with us because we like very much for this to be an opportunity for exchange of information. And so you can send us stories about your own experiences. You can send us suggestions for guests. And that's how we got uh, uh, connected to the Alan. guests with us today. And you can send questions. We love very much to hear from you. So you can reach me at kenddv at gmail.com. And you can reach Nancy at N Saxton Lopez. That's N S A X T O N L O P E Z at csmpc.com. You can, if you'd like, support this program by giving a gift through Venmo or PayPal. The information on how to do that is in the description that is attached to this program. You can also become a subscriber if you'd like and provide a monthly gift. We ask, we remind you about that. We certainly don't require expect. it <laughs> or expect it. This is very much a labor of love. It's an opportunity to extend the conversation that we think will be very helpful for a number of people. We'd like you to know also that this program is a friend of Dakin Humane Society in Springfield, Massachusetts. And Dakin is really a hub of information and assistance for people and their animal companions, and also, of course, provides shelter, shelter services for animals. You can learn more about Dakin at D-A-K-I-N-H-U-M-A-N-E.org. We also like you to know that Dakin supports a monthly pet loss support group that I deliver over Zoom. So I facilitate this group over Zoom. There is no cost for you to participate. And so please consider joining us if you think that that would be helpful. And there's a link to the RSVP page for the program also in this description. And one final note, and that is that if you are so inclined, we would love for you to subscribe on YouTube because if you subscribe on YouTube, that helps to raise the profile of the program and make it so that when people are more looking people for pet it. loss support, they're more likely to see our program, this program, at a higher place on the list of possible uh, resources for them. So with that, 
we are going to introduce our guest today. His name is Alan Hillsberg. It's great to have you with us, Alan. Thank you, Alan. You're <laughs> and, welcome. Thank and you. I'm going to just do a little brief intro. Alan Hillsberg has been active in the death care industry for more than a decade. Help, he, his expertise and experience and compassion helps pet families he serves get through a very difficult time with extraordinary quality of service. And when I say extraordinary quality of service, that is backed up by 203 reviews on the company. And all of those reviews are five-star reviews. So there's an extraordinary number of very, very satisfied families. And Compassionate Care Pet Acclimation is the company. I'll say that again, Compassionate Care Pet Acclimation. You can learn more at www.cca.pet. So that's www.cca.pet. The company has locations in Oceanside, New York, and Crystal Lake, Illinois. And so, Alan, I wonder if you can get us started. Yeah. As we were talking previously, you, I, and Nancy, the first thing that, that Nancy and I told you is we don't know anything about Aquamation. So maybe you can just tell us about this service, how it works, what it is. Sure. Uh, can you hear me well? Yep. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when people hear the word cremation, they usually think fire cremation. And understandably so, it's been around for a thousand years. However, over the course of the last decade, decade and a half, as science and technology has improved, they're seeing issues related to human health and flame cremation, and definitely issues related to the environment and flame cremation. And to give you an idea of what I mean by that, is that if you're cooking at home and your oven's on at 450 degrees, that's a pretty hot oven, right? Flame crematories start their ovens at 1200 degrees up to 1800 degrees. And when you put a pet into that type of environment, it immediately incinerates the animal, causing smoke and carbon dioxide to shoot through a chimney into the air that we all share and breathe. And when you times that by all the people and pets that get flame cremated every day, no wonder we have melting ice caps, wild weather conditions, and a greenhouse effect that we're all experiencing right now. And I'm not saying the greenhouse effect is because of flame cremation, right. but it right. is a major contributing factor. It is. What we do is we use water instead of fire to return a pet back to mother nature. And the process actually mimics what happens in nature if you would lay your beautiful pet to rest naturally in the soil. If that should occur, depending on the moisture of the soil, temperature of the air, it could take anywhere from three months to five years for a pet to return itself back into the earth. Our process, or the process of acclimation, uh, mimics what happens in nature, but only takes 20 hours to complete. There's no incineration, no fire, no burning, no smokestacks, no carbon dioxide spewed into the atmosphere as a result of incineration. It's completely environmentally friendly. Hey, Alan, I, I just want to jump in, if I may, and 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 say it sounds to me like aquamation, in a sense, speeds up composting. 
And, and well, I, affirmation I, is an acceler accelerated version of what happens naturally in nature. Okay. okay. Composting is a different type of process, uh, which which takes a bit longer, mm -hmm. and uh, but but very natural as well. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, acclimation, uh, you know, when you bury something, okay, it, there there are microbes that take over. Not only you know where you've got bugs and you've got maggots and things like that eating through a body. It's not very very pretty decomposition, but it's the nature of life. We actually do what happens in nature, but without the insects. It's a very okay. clean process. And the, it's an accelerated form of what happens in nature that only takes 20 hours to complete. The only commonality it does have with flame cremation, after the process is over, what's left is the inorganic remains of the bone. That bone is then processed into a powder, placed into an urn, and return to the family member, but with two very distinct differences. Number one, the ash is much cleaner through acclimation because the bone is not charred by fire. Mm. That's number one. Number two, families are going to get all of their pets ashes back because in a flame cremation setting at 1800 degrees, what happens is heat makes things rise and you lose particulate matter of that bone ash blowing right out the chimney. And the best way I can describe that is if you've been to any close to any type of fire, like a bonfire or a campfire or any fire where you're close right. to smoke. Have you ever seen ash and smoke? Sure. That's actually particulate matter coming from that fire. In a 2000 degree oven or 1800 degree oven flame crematory, you lose particulate matter of that bone ash blowing right out the chimney. Where with us, with acclimation, it's almost like a jacuzzi effect. So mm -hmm. you're guaranteed, families are guaranteed to get all their pet ashes back, not just part of it. And families do appreciate that very, very much. So that's the overview of what acclimation is. It's now, not it, the future it, of pet disposition, it's the future of human disposition as well. Is the, is the pet, so it's, it, the pet's body is put into water, right? Or some, right? That's, that's how it works? Yes. And, and I can give you a better idea as to how that works right now. The vessel that that pet goes into is put into a vessel that contains 95% clean water and a 5% alkali base. Alkali is a natural substance found in the earth all over the world. And when it rains and moisture mixes with alkali, it actually causes the water molecules to go crazy. And that's what breaks the bonds in decomposition, water molecules. So if we were in the Amazon rainforest, for example, where it's warm and wet, things decompose a lot faster there than up north where I am in New York, where it's colder and drier. In a planned disposition, we can do what occurs naturally in 20 hours. Wow. So without, the, without any negative environmental consequence. Right. So the body really amazing. So the body essentially dissolves, it sounds like. The body, yes, the bo body will except for the bones. Yeah, mm -hmm. combination of uh what a combination of uh heat, um uh you know, hot water, not boiling water, we're not cooking, uh alkali and pressure. 
that accelerates the uh, decomposition. Ah. So what happens naturally, we can do in 20 hours. And one of the things that we're doing now, which is really, really, really great, and uh, uh, this is really important, and the reason why I got involved in this business, aside from the fact that these machines ensure that the air we breathe is cleaner one pet at a time, if they would bury me, my body would act as nutrients to the ground, right? And new, new life would form. When in that 20 hour process, there's two things that occur. The uh, inorganic remains of the bone is, you know, is there and we, we process that into a powder and there's a nutrient rich liquid that's left over from the pet. And that neutral, that nutrient rich liquid has been tested and analyzed to be an amazing natural fertilizer. We have uh, testing from uh, uh, two different labs. Uh, two independent labs, and they all came back with the same information that, hey, we've got the makings of a uh, nutrient-rich uh, fertilizer. So your pet could be a cherry tree, or your pet could be a lemon tree, or in the bigger picture, the effluent from that machine can be used on organized farms to feed our planet without any negative environmental consequence. So in my opinion, what a wonderful way in which a pet family can honor their pet by creating new life. Their yeah, what a cycle. Their pet doesn't disappear into some dark hole of non-existence, you know? And what we've been doing is we're able to harvest that nutrient-rich liquid. We have a proprietary method in which we harvest that nutrient-rich liquid from the animal, and we give it to the families in the form of a, a bottle, and there's something very therapeutic when families have a bed of flowers outside or they have indoor potted plants and they're using that, that, that nutrient rich liquid from the pet to fertilize their plants. Wow. Now their plants, their, their, their pet gets to live on. Very therapeutic and it's really beautiful. And it's completing the circle of life. Yeah. Control over doing that. And uh, compare that to the harshness of flame cremation, where anything you incinerate, you lose the potential of that giving back, right? And the byproduct of incineration always is carbon monoxide and smoke. We're completely removing that. So that's the process. That's what we're doing here. And one of the reasons why we have such uh, great reviews I mean, I'm very humbled by that. I'd like to, you know, play on that for a minute. You know, to get so many positive reviews, over 200 reviews from families in New York, from all walks of life, all coming to us saying the same thing. It really humbles us. We're, we're really excited about what we're bringing to the market. And we're excited about what we could do, you know, doing our part for the environment. Because we're not incinerating, we're not spewing carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. So why don't why haven't we known about this before, right? What's what's happening? I mean, this is a really very environmentally safe and wonderful cycle of life kind of uh, cremation, right? So well, well, here, here, here's the thing: um, as humans, although we know all of us will have our day, we 
don't want, we never want to think about death. We want to just live our lives. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just do. And, uh, the other thing is that, you know, during our lifetime, uh, cremation has been with us since we've, uh, we've been born and we have either an indirect or direct relationship with it. Maybe a family member was cre flame cremated or we've heard of a friend that was flame cremated. So when we think about cremation, that's what we think about. We think about flame cremation because we don't think about death. And as I, uh, we spoke earlier before the podcast began, um, you know, you know, we we just want to live our lives. But when something does occur, right, and somebody looks us up, we're found on Google and people see that there are options. And acclimation is now a legal and viable option for pets in all 50 states, in all of Canada, most of Europe, and all of South, Carol uh, South America. Wow. And humans... It's legal now in 21 states. And as far as our state goes, New York, it's in legislation. So it's happening. It's sort of like, um, uh, you know, when we look back in the 1800s when everything was horse and buggy and then cars came along, everybody fought against that. Uh, but now it's commonplace. Nobody rides around in a horse and buggy. Uh, but what we're doing now is really, a, uh, I feel, a game changer for this environment. And um, I'm very proud to be a part of it. Wow. Yeah, so how great. did you get into this? Well, <laughs> well my, back, my background uh, is working with funeral homes. Uh, I, I'm, I, my major is in marketing. And um, as a marketer, I would help funeral homes gain recognition by getting them on the top of Google. A funeral home can't be aggressive. They can't like say, okay, we're gonna to put together a, a, a phone program and call people up and say, hi, this is ABC Funeral Home. Do you have an end of life situation at home? Oh, you don't, sorry. They can't do that. But what they need to do is they need to be on top of Google, not only in the area in which they have a physical location, but in surrounding areas that they service as well. And getting them up on top of Google and being niche specific to funeral homes, I was able to get them the exposure they needed. And from there, I was able to work with 92 different funeral homes around the country to help them as well. And being in the death care space, I saw the opportunity with acclimation. Ah. And um, I did not want to get involved with flame cremation because of the environmental issues that challenges that that it does have and uh, acclimation seemed like a really good opportunity and depending on where you you are in the country like you go to uh, california they have acclimation facilities like we have pizza places but up in up north in new york which is considered a blue state i find that the last to get come around environmentally but we're changing things as we go you know, and, uh, we're in front of the wave, but it is the future. It's a viable and legal uh, option now. We have a ton of uh, veterinarians that work with us. We're immediately enhancing their end of life services to the families they serve. And um, we're, we're growing and we're growing for a good reason because we are helping the environment. And if you think about this, our children, will inherit this world that we leave to leave to them. 
So the things that we do today make a difference for tomorrow. And I am proud of what we're doing today here for our children that will inherit this world. Right. I, I have to say, I, I'm, I'm really interested in this because I've always thought that the, the most environmentally friendly way to dispose of anybody is to bury it. And then I learned that there are composting facilities. And I, I'm, I'm somebody who's involved with gardening on a, on a pretty large scale, building an orchard and a permaculture landscape. And it, it, it does sound, as I said before, it sounds very much like a way to, and there are some facilities I know on the West Coast that where, where you can compost human bodies. Not mm, many, but right. it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's now a, an industry that I guess is in its infancy. This sounds like a way to almost, it's almost very similar and it's, it's very fast. And I can imagine that it will fill the void for many people like me who are interested in certainly in doing what's environmentally so. helpful helpful with our bodies and so it's very interesting one question i i have for you alan is are are there is there an option do people have to take the liquid as well because i'm, I'm imagining that some people might want to have the they might want to have the ashes but they might either not find the liquid something that they can use if they're living in an apartment and maybe they don't have plants they're not into that kind of thing or or they might even be a little bit averse to that it might be it might feel uncomfortable for them to have a liquid too i'm just curious about that well you know there's no right or wrong decision mm -hmm. uh, families have a, a lot of different choices one choice is a communal acclimation okay they do not want ashes back uh they and even even in that case we have a relationship with a uh 300 acre, acre farm upstate uh, where we'll That's never great. go, like we, we do work with um, with uh, uh, a number of shelters and uh, those poor pets don't have families. So mm -hmm. communal, uh, we'll never throw those ashes away. What we'll do is we'll scatter them up on mm -hmm. a 300 acre farm upstate uh, so that, you know, I just can never throw these ashes away. Of course. Um, so there's a communal. Then we have individual, which is 99% of our business, where people do want ashes back. And uh, the nutrient-rich liquid is available if they want it. It's discussed. And uh, we get a, a, a fair number of people that do want it. Um, but it's a personal thing. Mm -hmm. And there's also mm -hmm. cosmetic jewelry where they can buy a bracelet or the necklace where they could put some of the ashes in that mm -hmm. or an urn, uh, whatever it feels right for the family. That's great. Now, now, is there any pet? I mean, turtles to horses? I mean, how? Oh, yeah, that, that's another thing where we specialize in smaller animals like uh, hamsters, uh, <laughs> uh, gerbils, um, bearded dragons, turtles, uh, because our process is so gentle you go to our website you'll see some of these videos um, that we're able to get back ashes for for our clients oh. birds a lot of birds parakeets cockatiels um, rabbits we're able to give them something back we're in the flame cremation setting sometimes I really doubt what they will get back because mm -hmm. that high heat 
blows well, someone yeah, there would, there's, matter there's out. And, and, you know, here's another thing also. Um, flame cremation has been around for around a thousand years. As I understand it, it was invented back in the Middle Ages when people had the bubonic plague. Mm -hmm. So what they would do is they take people and they throw them into the fire. They throw the animals into the fire, which was a good thing because it destroyed the plague. However, it started to build from there. Now, most scientists believe that life on this planet began 3.5 billion years ago. Okay, when you compare 3.5 billion years to 1,000 years, there's no comparison. So 3.5 billion years when, it, when, it, when a blade of grass died or a tree died or an animal died or a human died, right? They didn't, there was no combustion. Right. Yeah, yeah, they didn't blow up into a ball of flame. It's so unnatural. But because we've been born into this, we think this is a natural method of disposition. It is not. Anything you incinerate, the shirt I have on, uh, the jet, your shoes you might be wearing, a tree or an animal, the, the, uh, the byproduct of combustion is always smoke. Mm -hmm. You know, and we don't have any of that. Alan, can you tell us something about the cost comparison to cremation? It's pretty much equal. Okay. If, not, uh, if not cheaper, uh, one of the things that uh, flame crematories are facing right now, natural gas has gone through the uh -huh. roof and going up. And those uh, retorts, that's what they call those, uh, you know, the cost to get a flame cremation oven or a series of them up uh, to 1800 degrees takes a tremendous amount of energy. And I was once told that the amount of energy it requires for a flame crematory to get up to 1800 degrees can light up a football stadium. Wow. The amount of energy required to get our machines running is a 75 watt circuit breaker. Think of the energy that we're saving. That's, that's good. That's a good, good thing to know for sure. So any closing points that you'd like to make as we're coming toward the end of our time? Well, I think I've covered everything. If, uh, if people are interested in learning more, I'd be more than happy to talk to them directly. I've got a lot of knowledge in this field. Uh, some of our competition tries to badmouth us and they tell people that we use acid, which is absolutely untrue. Um, acid is the opposite of alkali, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's just that I wish they were a little bit more um, uh, honest, but, but you know, they're, they're, they feel threatened by us. And by the way, I don't have any, I have no um, uh, dislike for the people that run these flame crematories. Uh, I, they're pet lovers as I am. They care about the families they serve. And in many cases, they do a wonderful job. It's just that I don't believe in that process. Right. That's all. Okay. So we've given your your website. That's cca.pet. Would you want to give any more information? Would you want to give a phone number or an email other than that? Uh, other than that um, website. Uh, our main number is five one six. Oh, I don't call myself very often. 608-516-608-2279. It is uh, cca.pet. 
Uh, we're the New York branch. That's the main branch. We do have a, a facility in Illinois that does an amazing job as well, run by a Brian Dorman. And um, uh, I think I've covered everything regarding what we do here. And um, I really appreciate uh, you having me on and allowing me the time to discuss acclimation and uh, how we're helping change the world. Well, we're really happy that you you have explained all that to us and given us some real new information. And especially for all the people that we are audience, I think this is, would be really helpful and give them another option. You know, Great. Now, I, you, you take people from all over. I mean, how does that work? I mean, you're in New York and Illinois. Well, we're, we're local to New York, but we have people coming from Maryland. We have people coming from Massachusetts, uh, Rhode Island, uh, because they prefer, they'll, they'll take the ride because okay. they prefer a cleaner, more gentle method of disposition for their pet and one that's good for the environment. I mean, if you really think about it, the very last thing a flame cremated pet does on this earth is poison it oh, because of the carbon dioxide that's spewed into the atmosphere. Yeah. And if families actually thought about it in that way, and I know they don't, but if they thought about it in that way, it would, it's really, you know, I mean, that was that was the only option, flame cremation, yeah. but not anymore. We, it's a, acclimation is a legal and viable option here in New York, as well as all over the country. It just depends on where you are and the, uh, how far you are from an acclimation facility. Well, Alan, I, I wanna tell you that that's very compelling to me because one of the reasons I would never want to be embalmed is because I feel like it turns your body into a toxic item and who wants that? And I've never thought of, of uh, cremation as doing the same kind of thing, but you certainly are, you're, you're making a really important point. We want to thank you very much for joining us. I just want to share your information one more time. We've been speaking with Alan Hillsberg of compassionate care, pet acclimation, you can learn more at CCA Pet. That's www.cca Pet. Allen's business is located in Oceanside, New York. And his phone number is 516-608-2279. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. One other thing, um, because people have asked me about this. We are, we are uh, creating uh, franchises, the, the Compassion to Care name acclimation somebody's interested in the franchise it's uh they should they should contact me because okay. the market great. is wide open great great thank you very much thank, thank you, you so guys. much Alan. Yeah, i appreciate right. your time as well thanks